The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. The old industrial past, composed of furnace, fire and sparks, has been replaced by VR scenes and a metaverse park at a reclaimed steel plant in western Beijing. The flourishing science fiction industry and its cutting-edge trends have been highlighted at the week-long 2023 China Science Fiction Convention at Shougang Industrial Park in Shijishan District in Beijing. Serving as a platform for exchange and communication, the convention, as an annual sci-fi extravaganza, has already been held for eight years. In 2020, the China Association for Science and Technology and Beijing Municipality signed a strategic cooperation agreement to establish the first sci-fi industrial cluster zone around Shougang Industrial Park. As China attaches great significance to scientific and technological innovation, and is seeing a boom in its sci-fi industry. That is according to Xue Lei, director of Shijishan District's Science and Technology Commission. Since then, Shougang Industrial Park has transformed from a steel-making plant into a new landmark featuring a sci-fi industry cluster marking the rise of a sci-fi district in western Beijing. As of May, nearly 100 sci-fi-related enterprises had gathered in Shijishan district to form a science fiction industrial development space anchored in content creation, IP transformation, film and television special effects production, hardcore technology and immersive experience. The district has also actively explored the construction and application of science fiction scenes based on 5G and XR technologies. So Real Metaverse Park in Shogang Industrial Park presents the refurbishment of a century-old historical and cultural site based on 5G and XR technologies. The park integrates catering, shopping and entertainment, taking visitors on an immersive journey as if finding themselves in a sci-fi movie. The China Science Fiction Convention featuring a digital life experience hub, as well as pan-science fiction industry experience, has covered various fields from XR-based film and television to aerospace. Xu said that in the future, 
the government will strengthen the construction of the sci-fi industry complex, improve the whole industrial chain, support enterprises in joint technology application research, and promote the research and implementation of science fiction-related technologies. This is Special English. The world's only known all-white panda has been captured on infrared cameras in the Wulong National Nature Reserve in southwest China's Sichuan province. That is according to the reserve management authorities, who noted that at the end of February, images of the white panda were captured by an infrared camera about 2,300 meters above sea level in the wild with a black and white mother panda and a baby panda. The nature reserve also captured images of the white panda playing with other pandas. Li Sheng, a researcher at Peking University, said it seemed that the white giant panda is just an individual one. So far, they can tell that the white panda is doing very well with its species group in the natural environment. The distinct panda first came into view when its figure was captured by infrared cameras at a separate site approximately 2,000 meters above sea level in April 2019. With no spots on its body and unique red eyes, the wild giant panda was determined to be an albino, making it the only one of its kind on Earth. Researchers discovered that the white panda has reached sexual maturity and has exhibited normal courtship behavior. The staff at the Nature Reserve are attempting to collect DNA samples from the white panda to learn more about this rare creature. He Ting Mei, Deputy Managing Director of the Nature Reserve, said, By means of the current investigation, experiments and tests, they are trying to find out whether there are other white pandas in this area and what their status is. The Wulong National Nature Reserve, situated 130 kilometers from Chengdu, the capital of Sichuan province, is the core of the Sichuan giant panda sanctuaries, one of China's world natural heritages. Established in 1963, the reserve is the country's oldest, largest, and most renowned panda reserve. It was added to the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization's Man and Biosphere Reserve Network in 1980. You're listening to Special English. 
China has been taking measures to improve its basic elderly care services to provide a cushion for the most vulnerable, as part of the country's efforts to cope with the aging population. China released a set of guidelines in May to facilitate the building of the basic elderly care system, making clear. That the focus, from now till 2025, is on tackling difficulties that could hardly be overcome by families or individuals on their own, involving older people, incapable of carrying out self-care, those with disabilities, and those having no one to take care of them. The document said that by 2025. China is expected to have a relatively sound institutional system in place, bringing its entire elderly population under coverage. There were 280 million people aged 60 and above in China at the end of last year, accounting for 19.8 percent of the entire population. That is according to data from the National Bureau of Statistics, and the figure is expected to exceed 300 million by 2025, and 400 million by around 2035. Recognizing the situation will last for a significant period of time, China has been adapting to the new. Demographic normal, and taking a proactive approach to the challenge. The guideline document includes a list that breaks down basic elderly care into sixteen service items, and classifies them into categories of material assistance, nursing services, and caregiving services. Provincial governments are asked to formulate their own basic elderly care plans and lists. The document said the region-specific lists should at least cover the items on the national list. Capacity building is another highlight of the guideline document. New urban districts and residential areas. Are asked to equip themselves with elderly care facilities, while existing ones should add such facilities through renovation programs. Noting regions across the country vary significantly from one another in terms of development and the level of population aging, the Ministry of Civil Affairs said local governments. Should come up with their basic elderly care service items and standards, based on their economic situations and local elderly care needs, thus striking a balance between services and financial capabilities. The guideline document said that authorities are asked to implement favourable support policies. Encourage private funds to invest in basic elderly care services, 
as well as combine government service procurement with direct government services. This is Special English. The Executive Board of UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, has endorsed the addition of 18 sites to its global geoparks network. This brings the total number of geoparks to 195 in 48 countries after New Zealand and the Philippines two new UNESCO member states joined the network. The 18 new designations have brought the network up to 195 UNESCO Global Geoparks, covering a total surface area of 486,709 square kilometres equivalent to twice the size of the United Kingdom. The UNESCO Global Geopark label was created in 2015. It recognizes geological heritage of international significance. Geoparks serve local communities by combining the conservation of their significant geological heritage with public outreach and a sustainable approach to development. China plays an important role in the Global Geoparks Network and currently has 41 geoparks in the world, ranking first in number. I love you. 我爱你. This might be the easiest way to say I love you, since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you're a rookie, or a sophisticated learner, there is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好. This is Special English. Over one million Chinese tourists visited Thailand since the start of the year. That is according to a Thai government spokesperson who noted in a statement that flights from China to Thailand rose 98% from a year earlier to 12,805 between October and April. The Thai government expects the number of Chinese visitors to meet its target of 5 million this year. Last year, around 274,000 Chinese tourists visited the Southeast Asian country, compared with 11 million in pre-pandemic 2019, or about 28% of the total. China's outbound travel was halted in early 2020 due to COVID-19, as the country optimized its COVID response, it resumed regular passenger flights with 58 countries and rolled out a pilot program to resume outbound group travel to 20 countries starting from February the 6th this year. Thailand was among one of the pilot countries. 
China has expanded the outbound group travel pilot since mid-March, as it released a second list of 40 destinations. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson said at a regular press briefing in February that as cross-border travel gradually resumed on an orderly basis, China will strengthen people-to-people exchange and economic contact with other countries and inject more confidence and strength into the world economic recovery. You're listening to Special English. Liu Bo, the predecessor of Chinese chess, was an ancient board game in China that relied on dice for gameplay. Its origins can be traced back to the Warring States period, from 475 to 221 BC, or even earlier. Typically played by two players, the game involved a square board with distinct patterns and grids, along with movable pieces and multiple dice. While the original rules of the game have mostly been lost to time, it is believed that each player controlled six gaming tokens which were strategically moved across the intersections of the square board. This board featured a unique and symmetrical design, showcasing the craftsmanship and artistry of the time. The movements of the pieces were determined by tossing six sticks, which added an element of chance and excitement to the gameplay, similar to dice in other games. Depictions on ancient artefacts vividly portray the passion and enthusiasm of Liu Bo players. Some are shown enthusiastically waving their hands, animatedly pointing at the board, while others raise their arms in triumphant gestures or joyfully applaud their victories. The scenes capture the intense emotions and competitive spirit associated with the game. During the Han Dynasty, from 206 BC to 220 AD, Liu Bo reached the peak of its popularity. Intellectual games like Liu Bo gradually gained favour among children, who were drawn to the strategic thinking and mental challenges it offered. Even members of the royal family developed a strong affinity for the game, recognising its value as a recreational and educational pursuit. This is evident from the remarkable discoveries of numerous Lubor boards and sets of Lubor game pieces found as valuable offerings in prestigious tombs dating back to that era. Among the notable findings are the collection of Liu Bo pieces unearthed in the tomb of the king of Nanyue in Guangzhou in South China's Guangdong province, a testament to the game's widespread appeal 
and a bronze board discovered in a Han tomb in Xilin County, in South China's Guangxi Zhuang Autonomous Region, showcasing the craftsmanship and artistry associated with the game. Liu Bo transcends its status beyond a mere board game. It serves as a window into the mindset and values of ancient Chinese society. By engaging in Liu Bo, individuals could not only entertain themselves, but sharpen their thinking abilities, cultivate decision-making skills, and experience the elation of victory and the lessons of defeat in a competitive environment. Today, while Liu Bo might not be played anymore, it continues to be cherished and respected as a treasured part of China's rich cultural heritage. It stands as a historical witness and a significant component of Chinese culture, offering insights into the intellectual pursuits and values of the past. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The old industrial past, composed of furnace, fire and sparks, has been replaced by VR scenes and a metaverse park at a reclaimed steel plant in western Beijing. The flourishing science fiction industry and its cutting-edge trends have been highlighted at the week-long 2023 China Science Fiction Convention at Shougang Industrial Park in Shijishan District in Beijing. Serving as a platform for exchange and communication, the convention, as an annual sci-fi extravaganza, has already been held for eight years. In 2020, the China Association for Science and Technology and Beijing Municipality signed a strategic cooperation agreement to establish the first sci-fi industrial cluster zone around Shougang Industrial Park. As China attaches great significance to scientific and technological innovation and is seeing a boom in its sci-fi industry, that is according to She Lei, director of Shijishan District's Science and Technology Commission. Since then, Shougang Industrial Park has transformed from a steelmaking plant into a new landmark featuring a sci-fi industry cluster, marking the rise of a sci-fi district in western Beijing. As of May, nearly 100 sci-fi-related enterprises had gathered in Shijishan District to form a science fiction industrial development space anchored in content creation, IP transformation, film and television special effects production, hardcore technology and immersive experience. The district has also actively explored the construction and application of science fiction scenes based on 5G and XR technologies. So Real Metaverse Park in Shogang Industrial Park presents the refurbishment of a century-old historical and cultural site based on 5G and XR technologies. The park integrates catering, shopping and entertainment, taking visitors on an immersive journey as if finding themselves in a sci-fi movie. The China Science Fiction Convention, featuring a digital life experience hub as well as pan-science fiction industry experience, 
has covered various fields from XR-based film and television to aerospace. Schur said that in the future, the government will strengthen the construction of the sci-fi industry complex, improve the whole industrial chain, support enterprises in joint technology application research, and promote the research and implementation of science fiction-related technologies. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>